Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Scale Your Business Radio. I'm your host, David Finkel, and I'm joined by my co-host and co-author, Jeff Hoffman, co-founder of Priceline.com, and our goal is to help you scale your company by working less and getting your business to produce more. So in this segment here, Jeff, we're going to be talking about control and this illusion of that we as a business owner could ever control it all and why control is a trap and some thoughts to do about it. So let's just start off with this. Have you ever noticed this? I mean, is it just my, my imagination or you see the same thing where business owners were as a whole control freaks? And if you notice it, why do you think it is? Oh, I absolutely notice that. And I think part of that is, you know, the DNA of the kind of people you think about it, us, the kind of people and our listeners that, in fact, want to own their own business, or, you know, and, and, and the reason that they do that is, you know, that DNA that they have to try to do things right, to want to make a difference, uh, to want to be directly connected to customers. All those things that drive us to start our own business are the same traits that drive us to want to do it right. And, and we always think at the beginning that, falsely, by the way, but we always think that, that old adage, if you want something right, do it yourself, uh, which is such an unfortunate <laughs> adage. And, and as you and I tell people all the time, it's the anti-scale because we want to have control over it to make sure it's done right. But what we do is create a bottleneck that is us. We're the one in the way because we're trying to control everything because we fundamentally believe that that is the path to guaranteeing the best quality. You know, it's interesting. I see two things that build on that. One is... A lot of business owners earlier on when they were really in that deep owner-reliant stage of growing their company, what we would refer to as level two, and, and they hire people who do a good job leveraging them but might not be able to be at a place where they can really be autonomous owning a, p- a portion of the company, not equity owning, but owning the responsibility of a section of the company. And as a result, I think sometimes that we've had these experiences that we hand off and have problems that come from that. So we, we try to micromanage too much. So part of it's staffing with that, and, and that's a piece of sometimes where the current staff might not be who we need as we grow. And a piece of that is how we've interacted with our team to help them be a little bit addicted to our need to be present. We've, we've kind of made them a little bit codependent by undercutting them a little bit. Do you notice that business owners do that, where we, we take good people sometimes and, and turn them into reliant on us for decisions and for um, ideas as opposed to running with something all the way themselves? Yes, and again, w- without a doubt. And again, I think it's that fundamental misconception that, well, it starts out real, real. It's not a misconception at the beginning that no one knows this business better than me. I started, it's my company, it was my idea. So... Again, it's hard to let go, and I don't give my employees the credit for thinking that not only are they as smart as me, but they're smarter than me, and if I give them a chance, they might find a better way to do it. They might look at it fresh and say, Jeff, I know you've always done it this way, but I've been thinking about it, and there might be a better way. Um, So, yes, absolutely, we handicap our own employees and don't give them the freedom and by the way, that freedom includes the freedom to make a mistake because mistakes are what happen on the, on the way to trying new things. And, you know, and growth and innovation only happen when we're trying new things. 
I love hearing you say that, that mistakes are part of the picture of a successful company that's scaling because it means that we're learning and growing and trying new things and innovating. Um, one of the things that I notice as well is sometimes we as people, this is just a fundamental piece of psychology, but we tend to give more value to the ideas we create than the ideas that come out of other people's mouths. And so I think one of the things that's been toughest for me to learn is sometimes the more I want to add value, the more I hurt my company. Rather than letting my team run with something, maybe it's different than how I would approach it. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's a little bit inferior. I don't know. But by me trying to step in and and for that extra 5% that I can share with them an idea to plus their idea, now I've halved their commitment and undercut their own sense of ownership for that idea. Absolutely. You, you just you sit on a really key point as well, which is that sense of ownership. It's different. Um, now, in the end, as a business owner, a CEO, leader, you know, when there's a tie to be broken, you have to break the tie. But otherwise, in general, people feel more empowered when they feel like they're implementing a decision that they were part of making than when they are just handed orders that they have to go follow and they don't feel like their, their opinions and their expertise were in that decision. So I think that's really key is that asking employees and including them, see, you could say, look, here's what I'm thinking of doing. What do you think of that before you go do it? You know, I need you to go do this, but I want to know what you think of what I'm asking you to do before you start doing it. Getting them to feel like they were part of the strategy and the decision changes the way they look at the work they're doing. Because of the word that you just used, they feel a sense of ownership of that decision, that strategy, that tactic, if they were involved in, in creating it. Now, I can already hear, Jeff, that out there there's a listener and probably thousands of listeners who are saying, yeah, but, yeah, but if you knew my team, yeah, but if you knew my situation, yeah, but if you knew my company, yeah, but if you knew my experiences, and, and they're going to rationalize a way why this makes sense for everybody else in the world and in the universe except for just little old them. And I think for a moment I'd like to talk about the cost of maintaining control because the first thing I would say is, the more someone tries to control everything in the business, the more they're dooming the business to stay small. I completely agree. The, uh, within, uh, oh, no, go please, ahead. go ahead, Jeff. No, go on. Okay, I was going to say, and, and by doing that, it's interesting, they've also doomed themselves to have a business that they will eventually no longer enjoy, a business they'll feel burned out. No matter how passionate they were at the start, you know, 10 years later, if they're still doing the same things and having all the stress because they haven't built the systems, they haven't grown their team, they haven't put in, in, in good internal controls, they're going to start to not like showing up. They're going to feel trapped by the very business that they once built because it was a work of passion. Yes, and, and that, again, is where they, where we get you know a lot of the impetus that, that uh, for you and I to write the book was so many small business owners saying, how is it? that I'm working more hours and working harder than I ever did before and growing less. And it's exactly what you said, because they don't let go of any of those things. They, give, they don't give their people or their processes a chance to grow or to scale because they feel like they have to be part of everything that happens all the time. Quick story on this. So one of the people we featured in the book, his name was Mark, who uh, he has a, a company out in California. And... It had been probably about six or seven years since he had taken a trip with his wife, um, just the two of them. And, and she had shared with me that, that when they had done the prior trip, he was on 
the computer in the hotel in the evening for two or three hours, and, and she felt like it wasn't even like they had went away. Well, they took a trip to uh, Paris. They were gone for a little bit over a week and a half, and Mark did his old habit. He jumped on his email, trying to control everything, right? So his office manager, who he's been grooming and growing, using these ideas for the past two years, he had grown her to the point where she really was standing on her own two feet, and she sent back an email, Mark, I so appreciate that you care about what's going on. You've groomed us, and we're here to make this easy. You're in Paris with your wife. Go be romantic. Enjoy the city. By the way, if you check email again, I will shut off your email account until you get back. Sincerely, and, you know, Lauren signed it. And Mark told me that he and his wife smiled so broad when they got that email because it proved to him that he really wasn't so needed. And talk about the sense that business owners like to feel needed by their own companies, even if it hurts the company. Oh, sure. I had a uh, day, um, I think this is when we were uh, building the uh, consumer business yard sale at Priceline, and I had a day where I looked at my calendar and nothing was on it. And I asked my assistant, is Outlook down? And she said, no, you just have nothing scheduled today. So I started walking around the halls um, and going into, like, I went to the ops department, and they said, you know what, we're kind of busy, uh, why don't you go play golf or something? And I went down to engineering, and the engineering guy said, we're right in the middle of a review, you know, find something to do. Uh, I went down to finance, and they said, please don't interrupt because we're deep into something. And I went back to the office, and I said, I've become useless, uh, and no one needs me, and I felt horrible. And then I looked up, and my three VPs were standing there saying, why aren't you having champagne? And I said, champagne, I'm having a horrible day. And they said, you should be celebrating. They said, wasn't your goal in the first place to find people so talented and so competent that they don't need to ask you anything? They said, the reason that none of us need you is because everything works. We know our jobs. We know how to do it. We're doing it so well that there are no problems today so you can take the day off. So my thought that I felt horrible because nobody needed me actually should have been a celebration of our ability to go hire people so competent that they could do their jobs and everything was working. We just didn't have any problems that day. It's a great way of stating it. And it's interesting, your, your self-talk about, you know, I felt horrible, no one needs me. It's almost like the parent, the analogy of the parent. We know that the goal is someday that every kid is going to grow up and get out of the house. You know, once upon a time at age 18, nowadays maybe at age 30 or 35, depending on the kids. But the goal is for them to stand on their own two feet and have their own independent life, and the same with our businesses. So I love that you share that, because I think sometimes we as business owners would rather feel needed than to have the freedom and the growth as we scale our company that we truly want. Yes, and that's, that's the piece that we have to get over, that, that, you know, when we have done what is required for scale, we have empowered a, a carefully selected team that each can do their part better than we could have done it anyway, uh, and we should be proud of that moment. When, when, when the person you hired says, I don't need any help right now, you have done well as a leader. Absolutely. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio. And we look forward to having you on our next episode of the show that's dedicated to growing your business so you can get your life back and scale the way you want to. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. 
the book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business, but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. That's scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Thank you.